two great friends, two women, were having a conversation over lunch. One was Baptist and one was Catholic. And in the midst of the conversation, the Baptist woman said, you know, my Bible is only three years old and it's completely worn out. I've got to go buy a new one. And the Catholic lady said, well, I've had my Bible for 30 years and it's good as new. Sometimes our Bibles aren't much more than uh, expensive dust cover on our shelves. You know, we love our books, many of us, and we got shelves and shelves and shelves of them. But some books probably shouldn't even be on the shelf. Some books should be on a table right in front of us, in front of the couch or somewhere else. And the Bible is, is certainly one of those. We've got to read it. And there's so much there. You know it, and I know it. And, you know, sometimes we need to do more than merely read. We need to study what is said. And that is what Paul is saying to Timothy. It's not enough just to read it, but study. And, you know, the easiest thing to do if we pick up our Bibles and say we we're going to, most of the time that I give a penance, it's going to be about Scripture. It's going to be a passage of Scripture, uh, or it's going to be to read something about the Scriptures. But, you know, uh, close to end of the ordinary time as we approach Advent, um, I have people, as, what I do as a penance, is knowing that we change the gospel we're going to be reading from the first Sunday of every Advent. This year we've been reading from Luke, first Sunday of Advent, we're going to switch to Matthew. So a lot of times, those final weeks for Advent, my uh, penance is this. Go get your Bible, and if you're not real sure where it is, just go online to the USCCB, the United, uh, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, Bibles online, and read the introduction to Matthew. There's so much to learn. And the more we learn, the more we believe. Now, the Bible isn't all just serious stuff. And today is an example of that. Now, the parable Jesus is telling, it's a serious lesson. But it is hilarious. We don't catch it because this, this is Eastern humor. We're Western. Sometimes humor doesn't translate from one language to another. But the judge doesn't fear anybody. You know, he, he is just so self-secure. But he gets to the point where he's afraid of this widow. And Luke, through Jesus, is setting us are giving us an image, and put this image in your mind. You know, just imagine a little old woman on her cane. Something's gone wrong. She needs some justice. The judge's not listening to her. And, you know, see her hobbling in and out of court, this little old lady. And if we were to retranslate this into more of an impactful, accurate translation... I shall deliver a just decision for her. 
lest she finally come and hit me in the face with her purse. That's the sense of this passage. And of course, people would have died laughing, you know, when they heard it. You know, and what does that tell us? That I think Jesus was pretty witty. And Jesus could make us laugh, made people laugh. But we don't see that side of the Lord unless we pick up and read the scriptures. And it, you know, all these readings talk about persistence. And, you know, we aren't persistent or consistent with picking up our Bibles. You know, we're not always persistent in our prayer or even consistent in our prayer. You know, we have a lot of things in our lives that we carve out time for. You know, a lot of people love to run, to exercise, go to the Y or any of the gyms. And, and that time, it becomes very sacred to that person. That at this hour, they're going to go run. At this hour, they're going to show up at the Y or at the gym. And God help anybody that disrupts that routine. But there's something in all of our lives that we carve time out for, and that becomes very sacred time for us. All kinds of secular things we do that for. And that's not a bad thing. It's a great thing if we get into a routine of exercising. You know, it's, uh, it's a, my grandfather and my grandmother on Sunday mornings, I loved going, my dad's father, I loved going over and spending time at their house. I was number four of 28 cousins on my grandmother's side. Um, always thought I was special, <laughs> you know, that Papa loves me best. But one of the things I dearly loved was to be able to spend Saturday night at their house and get up and go to church with them on Sunday morning. And I loved ne kneeling next to my grandfather. Now, when I was a, a child, up through about the fifth grade, Mass was still in Latin. And my grandfather very faithfully had his missile, Latin on one side, English on the other. A lot of us remember those. I, I still have my first communion missile, as a matter of fact. I don't throw anything away, much to the chagrin of the people that clean my room. But I remember one Sunday, you know, things stay with you. And I remember one Sunday, here he was, he was, you know, getting toward the end of Mass, and he slammed his missile shut. People in front jumped, people left and right kind of, you know, <gasps> you know, what was that all about? He set his missile down and he said, I won. I said mass faster, I read mass faster than father. But those things we remember, but one of the things I, I dearly loved about going to mass with them was after mass, they went my grandmother and grandfather went separate directions. My grandfather, after Mass, every single Sunday went to visit his mother, my great-grandmother. And occasionally I would love going with him to listen to my grandmother tell stories. My grandfather, when he was a little boy, my grandmother, every Sunday morning after Mass, would go to the cemetery and just sort of walk around the Steiner area and the Widener, she would, her last name was Widener, walk around her area, what I loved about that, we walked around and she would tell me stories about the people buried there. And, and some of the people buried in the Steiner section and the Widener section, they were born, lived, and died before my grandmother's parents were born. So, you know, a lot of ancestors there. And, you know, and she'd go through, you know, this is, you know, your, 
you know, your Uncle Lawrence Heine, and he did this in life, and this is your Aunt Barbara, and she did this in life, and that's your Aunt Edna. She was a drunk, but we loved her anyway. (laughs) But they were consistent, and nothing interfered with going to visit my great-grandmother or going to the cemetery. There are all kinds of things we do. And they're good things. But we need to put prayer and study in the same category. It's something we have to carve out time for. It is a discipline. The other thing in that first reading from Exodus that we need to pay attention to why do we come to church Sunday after Sunday? If it's because it's a rule, well, okay, that gets you into church. But really and truly, why are we here? We've got the body of Christ on this altar in just a moment, the Eucharist. I mean, how in the world could we decide, I'm not going to Mass today, knowing that Jesus Christ is going to be on this altar, body, soul, divinity. And we just can't quite bring ourselves to be with the Lord. That's another thing but on much more of a human level. Why are we here? And we find it in that story of the Israelites being in battle, Joshua leading the troops, and Moses up on a mountain holding the staff, the same staff he threw in front of Pharaoh that turned into a snake, the same staff that he used to part the Red Sea, And he would hold it up. As long as it was up, the Israelites were winning. And if he got tired, they started losing. And, you know, some of us had those teachers. The way we got punished is, you know, biggest dictionary in the world. You know, we had to hold it out. You know, it got kind of heavy. But what do we see? It says Moses was growing weary. Weary in prayer. There was a physical weariness to it but growing weary in prayer. What do we see happened? His brother Aaron and their friend, her, helped him hold up his arms. They helped him in prayer when he was weary. Why are we here? Because on one side of us is sitting Aaron, on the other side of us is sitting her, helping us in our prayer, to not grow 